Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of After 9. It's Wednesday, the 2nd of November, and nothing really going on, so this is going to be a short one. Nobody's complaining. There aren't countries firing missiles at each other. There's not a complete shit show happening in America with their midterms now less than a week away. The whole world is just getting along great. Life's peachy. Thanks, Dave, for filling in for Cat again today. We appreciate it. It's great to have you here. Uh, Something I want to play for you right off the bat. It does feel like the world has gone batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much bizarre stuff going on, and this is just the latest example of it. The colors to Harper. It's good. Right center field. Lightning strikes. 2 nothing Phil. And a bomb strikes the second, and rips one to left field. Over Alvarez, and gone. Ambush. Freeze it. Marsh, it's a fly ball to right field. It's off the top of the wall. The Philadelphia Phillies have no business beating the Houston Astros in the World Series, but here we are with a 2-1 Philadelphia lead. They always say you make it to the playoffs and it's a completely new season. That's You're absolutely right. Make the playoffs and anything could happen. Nobody expected the Phillies to go as far as they did, and if they could actually take down the Houston Astros, that franchise legacy, they are they're, they'll make a movie about it someday. It'll just be a rags to riches season and good on them. Rocky in baseball form. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, we should do a couple of updates here for you because there's a lot going on. First off, last night, the QP union that represents the education workers made a counter offer to the government. They want to try and now negotiate a deal, whereas... And again, like I said yesterday, I'm going to call them the way I see them. They haven't really been negotiating this whole time. They seem pretty committed to 11.7% or they will strike. And that's how we ended up in the situation they're in. But they've put together a new offer. But we don't know what's in the offer yet. So we don't have a chance to tell everyone it's a bad idea. (laughs) No, it's not good. Listen, I, I did think about it yesterday and I was trying to think, what can we do to try and reach a compromise? How can we make everybody happy here and, and avoid school shutting down on Friday and presumably more days after that? And it came to me. They wanted 11.7% every year for the next four years. The government offered 10% over four years, two and a half percent, two and a half percent, two and a half percent, two and a half percent. What if we keep it at 10%, but we get them there in three years? So a 3.5%, 3.5%, and you could even front load it. 5% this year to, off, to offset inflation, and then 25 and 25 in years three and four. And then no increase for year four. Or maybe a nominal increase, a couple percentage points. There's what, different ways to roll that out. But the only problem is, is that... That's a compromise, and I don't think either side wants to do that. Well, it doesn't go person to person, right? Because there could be people that, that leave within that time. So I was thinking of the, like the dynamic, you know, front loading, like you just suggested. And I was thinking about like some sports contracts, Chris, I just read this Chris Bosch, former Raptor who played for the Miami heat, just received his last payment from the heat 
because his contract was deferred over time and he was getting $400,000 twice monthly from the heat. Get the hell out of here. He retired like ages ago. And he was getting $400,000 twice a month. Yep. $800,000 a month. Yep. Bobby Bonilla is another player who was making a fortune for the Mets. Um, they, they ended up stretching out his contract and he was getting paid like a million dollars a year. He hasn't played in over 20 years, which is amazing. So like his contract was stretched out over time. The problem with that though, is that there's, this is, people aren't getting paid in longs form contract that this is a job that if you leave, you're not getting paid by them anymore. Yeah. Uh, just back to this for a second and then we're going to move on yesterday. The federal justice minister, David Lametti said using the notwithstanding clause preemptively cuts off both political debate and judicial scrutiny. And he's looking at how Ottawa could challenge it. Uh, spoiler alert, Minister Lametti, you can't. Uh, <laughs> Prime Minister Trudeau says using the clause to suspend workers' rights is wrong. While collective bargaining is difficult, the process must happen. Well, that's easy for you to say, Justin. It's not your negotiation. Why are the feds getting involved in this? I really don't understand unless it's just to take a shot at Doug. But Doug and Justin are supposed to be buddies. I assume that's why Doug doesn't want to testify at the Freedom Inquiry because he doesn't want to uh, implicate Justin. That's what I thought. Here's the you can't win in politics. So I guarantee somebody asked him about it and he responded. So it's like, why are you getting your nose into it? And then on the other side, if they say no comment, they go, Oh, what a chicken. He's not commenting. You cannot win. It's an impossible game. If it were me, I'd just say, I don't know. It's a provincial matter. Ask the premier. That's what the premier is saying right now about the inquiry. That's a federal matter. Ask the prime minister. You know, you guys can kick the ball around back and forth. Just volley it. And uh, you don't have to actually say anything at all. It's sometimes better that way. Jealous of America. I'm going to text my son and tell him to pick us pick us up some Powerball tickets. It's a $1.2 billion jackpot. And by the way, tickets are $2. Yeah, you can play. You just have to have a U.S. address, right? Isn't that how that works? I do have a U.S. address. No, I think you need to claim your prize. Mm, that's a good question. I'm not sure. But either way, I want a chance. For $1.2 yeah. billion, dollars, I'll figure it out. You want me to immigrate? immigrate do you want me to claim refugee status i'll do whatever i have to do for 1.2 billion dollars yeah i'll move to lansing michigan for a while if you need me to like i'll go anywhere i wouldn't commit to that yeah lansing is for 1.2 billion dollars yeah you could move to lansing There's a lot of places i'd live for that money mm. good luck if you're listening to us in america we have had so many new american listeners join the after nine army i guess uh especially in the last couple of months so thank you very much if you're listening stateside we um, we have a basketball team up here called the Raptors. They have a broadcaster that works for them named Jack Armstrong. Jack is a funny guy. He sounds kind of like, uh, tell us everybody what, what Jack sounds like. Jack is, well, he has that New York accent. And he's like, hello! And he's just an over-the-top personality. Get that garbage out of here! You know, he's just such a huge Raptors fan. And, and I mean, he... <laughs> It would sound so different doing it at different teams' games, but uh, we love him as Raptors fans, and uh, and Jack is uh, part of the fiber of the, the team. He certainly is, and he's releasing a Christmas album. That's interesting to me, because so, I don't know of him as a crooner. It's called Hello and Happy Holidays. Okay, look, if Jack Armstrong <laughs> can put out a Christmas album, that means anybody can sing Christmas songs and sell them. Anybody. He's the last guy I would think would be would be that dude, but I, I'll support it. That's great. Would you put it on on Christmas morning when you're opening your presents? The Jack Armstrong Christmas album. That is, well, yes, because that is the line I'll be looking for if I get something I don't like. Get that garbage out of here! 
Throw it out. <laughs> November 18th, it comes out. And proceeds from this album are going to the MLSE Foundation and to the Special Olympics. Oh, amazing. It's almost like they're guilting us into buying it. Well, it is Jack, and it is a good cause. It's probably <laughs> cock-awful, but yeah, yeah it's for a good cause, <laughs> for a good so I gotta cause. buy it. Yeah. <laughs> You've bought a lot of things that weren't great for, for a charitable cause. You're not kidding. I certainly have. Um, you weren't here for it last week, but one of the things that we did a deep dive on was the things that we're sick of being judged for as men. And, and there's a lot of different things that we're sick of being judged for, um, you can go back and listen to that episode of After Nine if you want, but they've done it's the re- time men got their fair shake. <laughs> <laughs> We're sick of being held down. That's right. Yeah. Us men aren't going to take it anymore, yeah. especially us white men. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. We're sick of being screwed over. Yeah. Well, the female equivalent is out. Someone on Reddit, same place, asked women to name the things that they're sick of being judged for. Okay. And I figure with no woman in the room, we're perfectly capable of having this discussion. So let's do this. The number one thing that women are sick of getting judged for is getting older. Ooh. Okay. You're you're 30 now, aren't you? Uh Uh-oh. 40? Yeah. It's almost as if you didn't expect women to age. It, It is like that, right? I've heard plenty of women say how unfair it is that uh, a guy going gray is considered distinguished and sexy and and it's, you know, uh, better with age. And then a woman gets a gray hair and and it's it's Armageddon. Yeah. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's accurate, but I certainly understand the pressure that's being put on them. Not being married yet. They say men seem to get a lot more leeway before they start getting the why are you still single questions? Mm -hmm. It shocks me. That any person would walk up to any other person and ask them a personal question like, how come you're still single? Can't get a man? Can't get a woman? Why would you ever fucking ask somebody that question? So unnecessary. Why, does, why, does, why do you assume people have to get married? Well, and, and women also said almost equally, not being married yet and why do you not have kids yet are the two most common things that they get in that realm and they're tired of being judged for yeah. not being married by 30, not having kids by 35, that sort of thing. I get that completely. I'd be so sick of hearing that. Women say they're sick of being justifiably upset or angry about something. They say women tend to get labeled as aggressive, or bitchy, or asked, is it that time of month when they decide to get assertive or they get angry or passionate about something in particular? It's true. Not that we would ever do this because I think we're decent human beings, but two guys can have a conversation and and it's all going to be great. And even if you're hot and you're angry, and I'm just going to think, wow, he was hot and angry. Have that same conversation with a woman and someone's going to say, wow, she's being a real bitch. Yeah, either that, that doesn't happen that way for guys very often. No, and you just you made the perfect reference too, where you'd say, "Oh, maybe she's on her period," mm. you know, and that's so completely unfair. Women say they're sick of being judged for wearing comfortable clothing. They say it seems like guys can wear gym shorts and flip flops to the opera, and no one cares. But if women aren't dressed to the nines all the time, or if they decide to go casual, that's an issue. And they're right. They're right about all of these so far. By the way, flip-flops to the opera, I'm sure it's happened. It's never okay. You have genuine gripes here, ladies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. Lifting weights or being competitive in sports. With weights, lots of women have heard things like, that's great, just don't get too bulky, stuff like that. You would never, ever, ever say that to a guy. 
you would never say, oh, are you, are you going to the gym now? Okay, well, don't get too strong because we like you looking a little flabby the way you are. You're getting a little swole. <laughs> Maybe work on that. A little too swole. Women say they are tired of being judged for being bad at cooking and other quote unquote women chores. They say it's 2022. We order a lot of DoorDash these days. Back off. Just the idea that, you know, it's the stereotype that woman should be good at cooking, should yeah. be good in the kitchen. We don't just stereotype by gender in that case, though. We also stereotype by race. I mean, if you yeah, that's go true. into an Italian household, you'd fully expect, well, we're going to have some pasta for dinner mm-hmm. tonight. Where's Nona? Is she in the kitchen? Like, that's the first thing you say. Exactly. Uh, with food, I don't know. Is there a misconception out there that all women can cook? Because I, yes. I have been married to some that couldn't. I am married to one that can't. And she has no problem admitting that. She's not good in the kitchen. What is it, though? I mean, at one point, all women, I mean, basically, by the time they got through high school, were they were educated and they knew how to cook a meal. And it's not necessarily like that anymore. Do, do parents just not teach their kids how to cook anymore or is it just figure it out if you want to or is it all voluntary i think maybe there's not as much interest in it is it possible you and i are such great cooks that our girls pretend they don't like to cook or they're bad at it like oh fuck i burnt the muffins you better cook for the next month yeah that's that's probably exactly what happens i have uh, a great story about a guy who used to work at uh, the berry country club and he um he told this great story about uh, how he was a chef and his family always expected him to make these great meals and and he just got tired of it one day and uh, uh, he's like, I work all day. I work in a kitchen all day and I come home. I don't necessarily want to cook a three-course meal. So he his kids wanted grilled cheese. So he made them a grilled cheese sandwich and he used the processed cheese slices. Oh. And he purposely left the plastic on. Oh, shit. So when the kids bite into it and he burnt it a little bit, so the kids were like, oh, this is gross. <laughs> they stopped asking him to make stuff. Wow. That is brilliant. Yeah. I got to figure out what else I don't like doing and start doing it poorly. Do it terribly. So that nobody else asks me to do it <laughs> nobody anymore. Nobody will want you to do it. And nobody's going to be like patient enough to say, I'm going to help you learn how to do this. They're just like, no, forget it. You're terrible at this. When do we learn to cook now, though? Because I don't remember a time when my mom sat me down and said, okay, here's how you boil some water. And once you have boiled water, you can do this, 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 and this with it. If you have some ground beef, here's some things you can do with that. Nobody sat me down and did that. I kind of had to figure it out on my own. Is it maybe something that you either have it or you don't? Uh, Partially. I think there's also a bit of osmosis, too, that goes on because my my daughter for Thanksgiving sat there and, and watched me cook everything. And, and added help. She was like, can I do this? Can I do that? And she wanted to, to learn about it. Um, and she also knows that she wouldn't ask my wife. Right. She'd ask me. Because she knows too? She, she knows. She knows. Does your wife know that she can't cook? Yeah, yeah. Now, really? she, she does well from time to time with things. Um, but she's a, a self-admitted is not, not very good. Interesting. That's fascinating to me. Yeah. Women say they are tired of being judged for being a stay-at-home mom. They say a lot of people act like it's a lazy option now or like all moms should have a job and and do it all. On the flip side, being judged for having a career while being a mom also made the list, though. Can you win? You can't win. <laughs> Come on. Well, I mean, everybody seems to think that the way they're doing it is the right way to do it. Yeah. And and if you're the the career oriented, you took like a week off after your kid was born and then boom, you're going right back to the office and earning some income. Hey, great. Good on you. It doesn't mean it's for everybody. You can't shit on the people who decided to be a stay-at-home mom and vice versa. 
Don't judge someone because they decided to take a short mat leave and go right back to work. Hell, in this economy, I don't know if there's another option. Either way, look, if somebody's able to make the situation work, then who the hell are we to judge? They say they're sick of being judged for anything and everything related to weight. They say women face a lot more judgment about it than men do. While that is true, I think women, uh, the bulk of their criticism, I think, comes in uh, through the media, right? There's judginess, there's pressure, there's sidebar discussions and all that sort of stuff. Guys will actually say it to another guy. Like, oh, fuck, you put on some weight. What's going on there? Mm. And I don't know, do girls do that to each other? Will a girl walk up to another girl and say, fuck, what did you eat? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, <laughs> I would hope nobody I, is yeah. talking to anybody about it. As a former fat guy. Yeah. Still kind of and probably again will be in the future because <laughs> I have no trust in myself to keep the weight off. I can tell you that guys will say it to your face. But we'll do it and we try to joke about it. You know, like somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. There's there seems to be a like a ball busting with it more so than there is with a, you know, like, ooh, you look like you're getting a little heavy. I think that would bother me more than somebody saying, was the last time you saw your feet? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that doesn't, that I'd probably laugh at that. But if somebody was like, ooh, you got a bit of weight there, huh? Like this with a muffin top. Like I, I would, I would be hurt. <laughs> it's in the approach. There's two more. And then I know you got a rule. Mm. Uh, women say they are tired of being judged for not smiling enough. Guys are never told you should smile more. Do guys even get accused of having a resting bitch face? Because women get accused of it if they're not smiling. Nobody ever says to a guy, why don't you put a smile on your face, you miserable bitch? Yeah, turn that frown upside down. You know, you'd be a lot more likable if you smiled more often. And finally, pooping. Women are tired of being judged over pooping. Why can guys be crass about bathroom stuff, but women can't? I'd be great if none of us talked about it, to be honest with you. We yeah. just pretend like it doesn't happen or we know it happens and we just choose to look the other way. I don't want to have anything to do with any of it. But if women want to be able to go in and just demolish a bathroom, drop a doozy, yeah. then I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we're going to celebrate it, but you should certainly never be judged like, for it. I think if anybody walks out of a bathroom and just goes, wow, <laughs> you do not want to go in there. <laughs> I punished that toilet. I I don't think anybody wants to walk into that, no matter who's been in there. (laughs) You want to give it some time, actually, to air out before you go in there, because it it was a monster dookie. I'm going to get you a candle. You just wait right here. I dropped a Mondo Duke. You should not be going in there for a little while. (laughs) Didn't even do a courtesy flush. I wanted to admire it. Yeah, yeah. I I had to jump right in the shower afterwards, because there was just no way I was getting clean after that. Like no one, don't every nobody talk about it. Then don't nobody. I, I would it prefer it that way. To be perfectly honest yeah, with you, that would be nice. All right, you got to go. Right, I do. Okay, so I have got uh, just a couple more minutes on a few other things that I'm going to cover uh, right now. It, we don't always know when there's going to be a commercial in the pod because that happens in another department. So you're either about to hear me talk about ten dollar a day childcare. Or you're going to hear Alan Cross talk to you about Ontario beef. You have options. <laughs> One or the other. I don't know as I'm standing here right now, but. How about you talk about $10 beef at a, di- at a daycare? <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, Dave is gone. I don't even know if you heard that commercial or not, if there was one even. So we'll carry on here. Yesterday was the deadline for Ontario daycare operators to opt in to the $10 a day childcare plan. This is exciting. There's a lot of people that have been waiting a very long time to save some money on their childcare. There's also a lot of people over the years who have paid full pop for childcare or had one parent stay home to watch the kids who are not thrilled that the government is going to be subsidizing this. So keep in mind, this isn't for everybody. Not, we're not all going to agree on this, but $10 a day childcare is now a little bit closer to reality here in Ontario. They say for centers that participate, you're going to be, well, it'll be retroactively reduced by 25% going back to April the 1st. So what will that look like? Well, between April 1st and now, November the 2nd, you should get 25% back. Some places may apply a 25% credit going forward. Other places might stroke you a check. You might get a few days free here and there. There's lots of ways they could do it. And as far as I understand it, it's up to the child care operator. Another reduction is coming December 31st. And then at that point, they say you'll be paying roughly 50% of the original cost that you were paying last year. The goal of $10 a day childcare on average is not expected until the end of 2025. It's a long time to wait if you've got a big bill staring at you. And it goes back to something that we talk about regularly here in After 9, affordability. Everything is becoming unaffordable, and it seems like there is a concerted effort by certain leaders to bankrupt the middle class, to just pretend that we don't exist, that we don't matter, and we're collateral damage while they get done whatever agenda it is they're trying to implement. And I'll tell you an example here. The Bank of Canada's senior governor and deputy governor appeared before the Senate Banking Committee yesterday. They were supposed to answer questions from senators about the bank's monetary policy and the state of our economy. Tiff Macklem, son of a bitch, and Carolyn Rogers, don't know much about her, were asked whether the government could play a role in fighting high inflation. In response, Rogers suggested policies that address supply issues would help reduce inflation. Then she added, such policies, however, would be complementary to interest rate hikes and not a substitute for interest rate hikes. So this is the deputy governor of the Bank of Canada who was given a scenario here. Hey, if the government got involved and did whatever they have to do to clear up the supply chain and, and was able to put in some good solid legislation to prevent greed gouging, that sort of thing, would that help? She acknowledged, yes, that would help. It would actually help bring down inflation. That's their job, is to bring down inflation. If the government did it, that would be great. 
but they're still not going to back off the interest rate hikes. Even though they were just handed a solution that would, they admit, bring down the cost of inflation, yeah, we can do that, but we're still not going to stop on interest rates. Is the goal here to make the banks as wealthy as possible and bankrupt as many people as possible? I don't understand what the goal is. Is the goal to have more homeless people? Is the goal to get people that are in houses now out of those houses so they can move in different people? I I really don't understand it, but we're going down a road here where affordability is a massive issue. And when the Bank of Canada recognizes that people are suffering, that people cannot afford it, this Christmas is going to look very, very different from last in a lot of different ways. And a lot of it has to do with money and a lot of it has to do with the Bank of Canada. They're going to keep going with these interest rate hikes. They're going to keep going, even though people are begging them to stop. No, we can't afford it. We can't do any more. At least leave it where it is. Please, God, don't raise it any higher. Nope, no mercy. Nothing is going to stop them. They're going to keep raising interest rates. Uh, By the way, that hypothetical situation, if the federal government did intervene and do what they have to do to clear up the supply chain, if they did that and it did reduce inflation, that would so far be the only thing that has actually reduced inflation. The Bank of Canada has raised interest rates six times this year. And inflation is right where we were. The only reason it's come down a couple of ticks is because gas prices went down. That's the only reason. All the other areas of inflation are still the same or higher. Raising interest rates hasn't helped. But they're going to keep doing it until people are bankrupt and they've lost their homes. And I don't know what the end game here is, but it doesn't make sense on any level. There's nothing about this that makes sense because this isn't traditional inflation. So I hope that our senators, who don't get a lot of attention, they kind of fly under the radar and do whatever the fuck they want to do. I hope that there's a spotlight on this and more people pay attention to what Tiff Macklem and Carolyn Rogers have to say to this committee. And then I hope they start asking questions. I hope that the federal government will realize the Bank of Canada is not really independent anyway. In theory, yes, they're independent. Well, in theory, so is the RCMP. How's that going? There's a lot of places that are, in theory, independent, but we know they're really not. The federal government could intervene here. They have a responsibility to intervene here because there is a cost of living crisis that is going to put regular, hardworking, two-income families out on the street. People's retirement nest egg is being gobbled up at a lightning-fast pace. They are taking money out of people's pockets, and nobody is standing up to them. Nobody wants to call them out for fear that, God forbid, we question the independence of the Bank of Canada. I don't understand why we just take what these bankers say is gospel. These are bankers making their buddies extremely wealthy. Why on earth are we just letting them go unchecked and letting them shame us for dare to question them? We should absolutely be questioning them. I'm glad the Senate is questioning them in committee, and I hope they get very, very aggressive. I would advise the government should probably take a serious look at how the Bank of Canada is tackling this and what the collateral damage of this is going to be. Because frankly, what's happening right now is not sustainable, and it's going to cost people their homes, and it's crazy. All right. I'm losing my voice. I've done way too much broadcasting in the last three weeks. Two radio shows every day and a podcast, and... uh, 
<laughs> I'm going to invest in some honey, I think, on the way home today before this becomes an issue. Have yourselves a great day, everybody. Thanks for hearing me out on the Bank of Canada. I know I talk about it regularly. I'm passionate about this, and I hope that more people will get passionate about this. Stop being shamed into silence. Go ahead and question those assholes. What they're doing right now isn't right. It's not fair. They said we could count on low interest rates for the foreseeable future, and that wasn't even that long ago. And the only reason we have this out-of-control inflation is because they screwed up their jobs. Feel free to question them. You absolutely should, and we will see you tomorrow. Kat's going to be back tomorrow. We'll see you then. You guys, get this. The makers of Ring Doorbell are about to release their first car alarm. I'm not sure how helpful it is. All it does is let you watch someone steal your car. There you go. Sure. The New York City Council last week passed the so-called Rat Action Plan that aims to reduce the number of rodents within the five boroughs. I guess they didn't have any luck with their previous plan of piling as much garbage on the sidewalk as possible. In China, the winner of a $30 million lottery jackpot is not telling his family about it because he doesn't want them to get lazy. <laughs> it's just going to be weird on family vacations when the kids are like, why is dad in first class without us? The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy. 